Blog Talk Radio. Hi, this is Marnie Svedberg, and I welcome you to Marnie and Friends, a place where leaders share practical, helpful, and encouraging ways to get anything important done faster, better, and smarter. Right now, I encourage you to sit back, buckle up, and join us for fun, laughter, practical help, and clear thinking, the kind of discussion that focuses our attention off of the fluff and onto the most important stuff in life. Again, welcome to Marnie's Friends. Let's get going. Hey everybody, this is Marnie Swedberg. Welcome to another edition of Marnie's Friends. And today we're going to be talking about some marketing strategies. How to create raving fans with our special guest, Beth Owens of BethAnnOwens.com. During this hour, you're going to discover how to think like a visionary, how to initiate authentic relationships, exceed expectations, differentiate yourself, position yourself, write yourself in, develop working cross-references, uncover the secrets of social media, Engage your client's superpowers, challenge your followers, and then there's a bonus at the end, how to identify and avoid the five secret success-feeling sicknesses. Our guest today is Beth Owens. From juggling a full-time assistant administrator position and five children in various stages of life, Beth also manages to write, speak, train, and lead in all areas of ministry. Welcome to you, Beth. Thank you, Marnie. I think you covered it all. We can just end this interview right now. Oh, well, I certainly hope not. <laughs> uh, yeah, well, you know what? I mean, it's one thing It's one thing to survive in business. It's another thing or in ministry. It's another thing to have people really be raving fans. And so I'm excited to talk about this today to kind of dig down a little deeper under what makes the difference between people just ho-humming it when they think about you and people like telling all their friends because they can't wait to share you with their friends. And so, Beth, when when we think about this, one of the first things that you want us to focus on is thinking like a visionary. So maybe describe what that would look like. Well, thinking like a visionary, Marnie, um, a visionary is uh, someone who's described as being really radical and kind of starry-eyed, ambitious, or innovative. And um, Google actually defines visionary as a person thinking about or planning the future with imagination and wisdom. Now, I don't know too many people who wouldn't want to fall in that category. I want to fall in that category. If you think about it like this, mediocre speakers either have no vision or they simply choose to follow an already existing vision from someone else. But a successful speaker creates their own vision. They use their own voice. They have their own niche. They have their own brand or stamp. Um, If your voice sounds like the voice of someone else's, what would convince them as a listener to abandon that ship and just suddenly become your first mate? If they're already floating around on a dinghy out there that's working for them, they're not going to, um, they're not going to, um, uh, you know, jump onto your ship and jump on board with you. You have to be different. You have to create your own vision. Um, a few years ago, at a large, <laughs> at a large-scale women's event, um, I was listening to a speaker myself, and I decided I wanted to be exactly like her. I wanted to sound like her. She kind of had a, she had sort of a rough, um, uh, just a rough sort of be voice. And I wanted to be just like her. 
But when I stepped out on stage for myself, I realized that my voice, what I had to offer, was just as good and maybe even better in some ways than following in somebody else's footsteps. Um, you know, thinking like a vision, when, when you think about what you're passionate about, what gets your blood pumping, those things that, that came from your life experiences, um, your expertise, maybe tragedies or even illnesses, um, your skills, your gifts, your God-given talents, problems you've overcome, stories, even major trans- transitions that you can share with others, that's where your vision can come into play. Um, now, if your passion leads you to speak or write about the amazing life cycle of a newt, per se, you might want to dig a little bit deeper um, and create your vision from those experiences that you've had. You know, when you were talking about people, you know, why would they trade their dinghy? The one they're in for yours, you know. I was thinking about, you know, it really is. There's a comfort zone. We assign our that, you know, I always shop at this store. I buy these kind of clothes. I spend mm-hmm. my discretionary money here or there. Why would anybody ever change? And I was thinking about, you know, if you, if you, there's a picture of a dinghy, and then you've got sharks in the middle between the dinghy they're in and, and your dinghy. Right. <laughs> what would ever possess a person to leave the comfort of where they are to come over you and and I just I love what you're talking about here is the difference between no vision or someone else's vision and your own God-given unique vision because that really right. is always what's going to distinguish between you and somebody else. And and I so agree with that, like how you sometimes another person's life or ministry or business or whatever can inspire us, but where right. we go wrong, I think, is when we try to do it just like they would do it, and that's never going to work. You talk right. about... You know, you talk about authenticity in relationships and in life, and what is what is the role of that in creating raving fans, and how does it apply? How does it apply here? Well, I have to use kind of a personal example here, and I, I hope it's okay to uh, name drop a, a very famous fellow. No, I'm not name dropping because I know him personally, but I'm name dropping because I feel like I know him personally. Um, my okay. husband and I regularly enjoy listening to John Eldridge and his team of, of fellows in their series of podcasts. Mm-hmm. Because of John's and his team's authenticity and their transparency, I feel like I know John. Mm-hmm. If I were to go to an event where he was a speaker, I could see myself walking right up to him and saying, Hey, John, good old buddy. Hey, pal. You know, it's been a while. How you doing? Because I feel like I know him. And the reason for that is because he creates authenticity in his voice, in his written word. He, uh, he opens up a connection from the listener, from his reader, that we often miss. Um, in our own speaking and in our own writing. So that authenticity for me, um, I think that it comes from being genuine parent and giving your audience a complete picture of who you really are. And that picture deepens relationship and it builds trust. 
And um, in this day and age, those are really, they're huge, huge qualities. Um, Now, you know, if you're giving your testimony or maybe sharing firsthand experiences, maybe that comes a little bit more naturally. Um, But oftentimes when you're presenting, you know, uh, self-help strategies or maybe you're addressing an issue in the Bible, um, you know, cursing or, or something else, it's really important to make sure that you're adding your personality and your personal flair to that. And what I like, the two words I like the most are add story. I'm all about the story. I find story in, in what some of us just, just take advantage or for granted of, of just everyday life. And I want to find story in that. And, um, with John and his team, too, they use examples from good and bad experiences. And everybody somewhere can connect with you in either a good or a bad experience. So, you know, that connection, it, it is rooted in our own ups and downs, our own pride, our own heartbreak, um, the exhilaration and the sorrow that everybody experiences everywhere. So if you connect mm. their experience with your own, you likely will have a follower or a fan for a very long time, if not for life. Mm. I love that. And one of the best examples of doing that is God in the Bible. <laughs> he just doesn't really hold any punches. He just includes right. all the nasty stories and all the wonderful yep. stories <laughs> and all the disappointed people and all the murderers and adulterers and, yep. and all. You know, I mean, he just includes it all because, once yep. again, it's where we can relate to someone's experience there. And, you know, I don't know if you've experienced this stuff, but, like, in my life, I can relate to almost everybody in the Bible at some point or another just reminds me of, you know, Abraham or, you know, whoever. And and it's like that's it becomes so much more real to us when we recognize, oh, people have walked in my path, people have walked this way before right. and they've held on to their faith and I can too. I love that. Another thing that you talk about doing is exceeding expectations and that's kind of a phrase that's thrown around pretty loosely now, you know, exceed expectations. But I it reminds me kind of of when a coach says, I want you to give a hundred ten percent and you know, you just yeah. go, Well, you know how much I have? I actually have a hundred to give you. So <laughs> what are we gonna do here? So what what do how do you define exceed expectations and how does the person begin to go about doing that? Well, one of the first things that popped in my head when I started thinking about exceeding expectations is um, I, I relate a lot of things to food. So you might pick up on this by the end of our conversation that oftentimes food is a good analogy for me. So I think about um, going out to dinner somewhere, and I walk away and I simply say, well, all right, that that was okay. That wasn't bad. But the truth of the matter is, is if that is what you're thinking when you walk away, it really wasn't all that good. And in addition to that, you probably didn't tell anybody about it. So if the chef didn't do anything to to be remembered for, I'm likely not going to go back to that restaurant or I might not ever even remember what I ate. And and so it is the same with speaking. Patients don't wow anybody. They don't leave anything for the listener to walk away with that struck them in a way to tuck it away in a memory. Um, 
if you remember your favorite character's name from like the last movie you watched or a book that you read, if you remember it, it's because they they left a lasting impression. But if they didn't, or if you don't remember it, they didn't leave you with anything meaningful. So if someone expects a, a fairly solid talk from you and you deliver that, that's what you were supposed to do. Just like that chef in the restaurant, he did what he was supposed to do. He fed you, you came to eat, you ate, you were fed. But you walked away with nothing more than being fed. So going above and beyond, just even just a little bit, a long way toward creating that fan. And that's different for everybody. Sometimes people use, um, you know, a catchphrase or a hook or a Bible verse or, or something to, to grab that attention, but then you have to do something with it. You have to put that knee on the end of the line. You've got to kind of dangle it over their head. But at the end, they need to be able to grab it they want to take it and tuck it away in that wow category of their memories. And um, oftentimes we can do that by what I'm seeing and what I'm reading and it is that you have to solve a problem. Your listeners come to you with needs. If you meet a need that they have and then go above and beyond that need just a little bit, you have exceeded their expectation. Just like the restaurant, they will likely come back, you know, round two, so to speak, of being fed because you went above and beyond the Joe Schmo restaurant around the corner. Well, my brain is busy thinking about ways to go above and beyond and <laughs> try to add some wow. <laughs> We're going to come right back and talk about how to differentiate yourself, position yourself, and write yourself in with our guest today, Beth Jones of BethAnnJones.com. We'll be right back. WomenSpeakers.com is the largest online directory of Christian women speakers in the world, featuring over 1,700 women speakers from every experience level, denomination, and fee range, some near you. Visit WomenSpeakers.com to find the perfect speaker for your next event or to get training to be a speaker, author, or media personality. All training and connections occur online anytime you have time. Find a speaker, add a speaker, or become a speaker at www.womenspeakers.com. You can enjoy social networking success in just 15 minutes a day. That's right. You can enjoy the benefits of social media all in 15 minutes a day using Marnie's sane social networking strategies. Get your 30-page ebook free right now at www.womenspeakers.com. That's sane social networking success in 15 minutes a day from www.womenspeakers.com. Do you lead a women's Bible study or know someone who does? Check out BibleStudyExpo.com. That's www.BibleStudyExpo.com. Here you'll meet the authors of the most recently released Bible study books for women. You'll meet Liz Curtis Higgs, Lisa DeVere, Pam Farrell, Elisa Morgan, and dozens of other Bible study book authors. Each author is given 15 minutes to share the story behind her book, her ideal audience, and a little bit about the study's format so you can decide which Bible studies you want to introduce next. It's all available to you free and online at www.biblestudyexpo.com. That's www.biblestudyexpo.com. 
Welcome back. This is Marnie Swedberg visiting today with Beth Owens of BethAnnOwens.com. And it's Beth and then Ann is A-N-N-Owens.com. Beth, let's go ahead and dive right into talking about how to differentiate yourself. And we talked about it a little bit earlier, the difference between being a visionary uh, or mediocre, no vision, and having your own vision and voice. But what are some other ways that you can differentiate yourself to make raving fans? Well, we all need to figure out what makes us different. And um, now in saying that, not the kind of different that, you know, our dysfunctional family kind of different, um, but instead the what makes you, you kind of different. So I like to give people a little bit of a challenge on this one. And I, I, I ask people to think of five adjectives that you would use to describe or define um, yourself and how they may be a little bit different than everybody else's. Um, you, you want to be able to set yourself apart from the sea of competition. It is a sea of competition. And as overwhelming as that can be, if you figure out what makes you unique and you use that as the driving force of who you are and the driving force of your efforts, you will be able to separate yourself from that. Um, thinking about those five adjectives also makes it a little bit easier to target that vision that we did talk about a few minutes ago. So many of these things work together in that way. So my five adjectives are um, animated, authentic, poetic, quirky, and transparent. And I probably would be cheating you if I didn't say I'm a little OCD because I had to list my five adjectives in alphabetical order. (laughs) (laughs) No. (laughs) But even though somebody else out there might have my same five adjectives, my life experiences and my personality are going to give my five adjectives my own character. I'm going to give my own voice to those. So when you are promoting yourself and when you're putting yourself out there, brag about them like you own them because, quite frankly, (laughs) you do own them and you must own them. Um, the way that I kind of worded, I, I took my five adjectives and when I put them on my speaker one sheet and it says, with Beth, you get heartfelt messages, authentic and personal life stories, poetry, entertainment, imagery, enthusiasm, complete transparency, and a good dose of wit and quirkiness. So I tried to use what God has given me, not just in gifts and talents, but in those experiences to say, hey, You are not getting the everyday run-of-the-mill, I'm going to stand on stage and give a lecture. You're getting the real me, and you're getting these things that that make me different than everybody else that you could choose to invite to come and and speak. I love that. So did you think about uh, your five adjectives, Marnie? I did. I kind of jotted them down right (laughs) when you said it. I was thinking, well, what comes first to mind? And, of course, with more thought, I maybe would um, pick different words, but just the things that come right to mind are fun, organized, friendly, widely experienced, and an overcomer. And so those are, you know, those are so different from yours. I mean, yeah. they, aren't even, they aren't even in the same ball field, and yet I would guess that you are some of these things and I am some of your words, um, definitely. But it's, it's like because of how it's the same. We have a restaurant and uh some of the food we serve is Mexican. And you can do a lot of different things with a handful of ingredients. 
I mean, you can serve it mm-hmm. multiple different ways. Same mm-hmm. ingredients serve up multiple different ways. And that's what I'm thinking about. You know, um, you and I probably have more things in common than it looks like if we just compared our five words. We'd say, wow, we're to- we don't have anything in common. But we do. It's just that we're serving it up in a different way. And, of course, the ingredients are different also as well with that little um, hint of self. So I, I, I've sometimes heard this, the differentiate self called a USP or a unique selling proposition where you actually identify this and you market that. This is, this is why you want to pick me is because this is what you get and it's different from anybody else. Right. Yeah, and I love the food analogy. Thank you for speaking to me in oh, that yeah. way. Oh, yeah, well, we have to do that for you. <laughs> yeah. Cool. Well, the next one is talking about positioning yourself. And, of course, with a brick-and-mortar business, you know, the old saying, location, 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 uh-huh. that positioning yourself is, is a little different than, like, where you show up. Uh, it, yes. it has its own t- its own take to it. So talk to us about how, why positioning yourself matters to creating raving fans. Well, my position yourself might be a little bit different than what people are thinking. Um, the position that I'm referring to is more about claiming ownership to something. And that would be claim- claiming your ownership to some sort of expertise, positioning yourself as an expert in some area. Um, Every one of us is an expert at something. And I want everybody to just give themselves a little credit. You are an expert at something. Um, Now, if needed, if if anybody did happen to take notes, um, back in the visionary section, we talked about some things like your experiences and your transitions, all of that stuff, because of something that you have gone through or, or have done or accomplished that nobody else has, you are an expert at something. Um, those same things that, you know, design those passions are the same things that will allow you to take position of authority of something. You've been through something. You've joined or led a cause or an effort. You've cared for someone. Uh, maybe you went through your own illness or you went through an illness with a loved one. Um, you could have played a sport, grew up in church, quit something, or started something. But each of us has enough experience at something to declare, claim that about yourself. Don't be afraid to say, you know what, I am an expert at this because I went through it and I walked the steps and I walked the walk. Write about it, speak about it, promote yourself in that context. Um, You know, you can publish materials, devotionals, um, speak to youth groups, Start your own small group with that expertise in mind. Um, you know, take those experiences and absolutely own them. You know, I might say something like, I'm Beth Owens, I'm a speaker, I'm a writer, I'm a small group leader, and I'm an expert on how to create an extreme amount of busyness for any one person. <laughs> Now, of course, that's a little bit of a joke there, but it's very true. We all have an expertise in something. Give yourself some credit, claim it, and run with it. Hmm. I like that. I think, too, just to kind of bring in here um, something that I've learned over the years as I've worked with new speakers, a lot of the times that you get scared as a speaker is when you're not working in your expertise. 
when you've chosen a topic that is unfamiliar to you or that, like, you've really studied up on it but you've never really lived it. And so um, it, it, it generates quite a lot of fear to step on a stage and talk about something that you don't really own, something that you've just learned about from a book or something. And I right. just encourage you the same thing to look in your life to ask God to show you where is it that you've already equipped me and then to to build and learn from there. Of course, you still should study. You still should keep up with the new things that are you know, being explored on your topic um, in science or whatever like that. But if you have lived it, if you have studied it, if you have prepared, when you get on stage, you're actually going to be so much more comfortable because you don't have that fear of trying to be something you're not. It goes back to the authenticity again, doesn't it? Yeah, 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 they all all work together. (laughs) Um, Your next thought is to actually write yourself in, and I'm kind of curious what you mean about that. Well... I I think that sometimes when we do claim ourselves as something in particular, for example, I said, I'm a speaker, that's really easy to get too nearsighted into that one thing and and maybe even narrow-minded to think that speakers can only speak. That is the only thing that they should be doing. So the question I ask myself is what might happen if someone were reading something that I wrote and it convinced them to then want to come and hear me speak, or maybe vice versa. Maybe because someone heard me speak, they would then want to purchase something or or read something that I had written. Um, So it kind of presents an interesting twist that, yes, speakers want to speak, but, you know, I'll steal from Kevin Costner here, write it, and they will come. Um, You know, limiting yourself to the sound of your voice just limits yourself, period. So put that voice in writing, whatever it means to you to sign that dotted line, write an e-book. It it is so uh, user-friendly to put an e-book out there, maybe submit some, you know, short story publications to magazines, devotionals, your church bulletin, um, publish your own newsletter, you know, put put it out on the somewhere at, at a local place, a restaurant, a doctor's office where people can pick it up and read, hear your voice, but reading um, from text and be able to hear your voice in that way. Um, there is no media too big or too small to put something in writing, even if it's a quick blurb with your name where someone's going to see it, that they then from there might go look up some information about you and it may lead to something bigger than what they read about you on that paper. Oh, I love that. In my um, book, ebooks Idea to Amazon in 14 Days, which is the story of just how to do that quickly, what you're talking about, I talk about the different levels of writing yourself in. So when you have a big idea, um, you can first throw it out as a 120-word tweet <laughs> or 20-character tweet. Sure. Um, then you can, you know, then you can expand it if if you have a positive feedback or have more to say about it, expand it to a 100- to 300-word blog. Maybe you have more to say about it. Then it can go to a 300, 700-word article. Maybe you have more to say about it. Then it goes to a 700 to 1,500-word white page, white paper. And then maybe you have more. It could be a 1,500 okay. to 15,000-word ebook, 
Or maybe you have more, and it could be a 15,000, a 150,000-word book. You know, so, and and even after that, there's series of books. So no matter what the message is that you have, if you just ask God, how do you want me to put this out there? And some of, like the the book I wrote, um, the e-book I wrote, Staying a Social Networking Success in 15 Minutes a Day, I just put that out as a tweet. And it got such a huge response. Ebook actually came from was from people saying, "Yeah, but how do you do that?" And so I was able to recognize, "Oh, there's a need for this information." And what I always do is I look around and see if anybody else already wrote a great resource on it. And if not, then I write it. But if somebody else did, I just say, "Oh, here's the article, or here's the book. Read that." (laughs) So you know, and you can do it however you want. But again, you you bring your own voice to it, even if it's a topic that's been. written about many times, you bring your own voice, you bring your own perspective, you bring your own stories, and so it's different. And some people read uh, profusely on one topic for years, uh, even maybe their entire life. They just read everything about it. Right. And so it's not like you can say, oh, there's already four books, therefore I shouldn't write one. That's not necessarily okay. true. Mm-hmm. Yeah, very good point. I like the idea, too, that um, by starting with, you know, like you said, you start with a tweet, that that picture, that's so much easier to grasp and say, you know what, I can start small and I can build on it if it is a working topic. And that just really takes away the, the stress and the pressure and um, just breaks it down into chunks that are really manageable for most people. Yeah, I love it too. And And again, you know, if you get, you know, if you get zero response, when I always say, I would say you have a really solid idea to build on when you express it to some people and they say, oh, that's exactly what I need. I'm always kind of mm-hmm. worried about my ideas when I express it to people and they say, oh, that's what so-and-so needs. <laughs> that's <laughs> not encouraging to me. <laughs> but I get pretty excited when I'm talking about a book idea or talking about something with a person and they say, oh, my goodness, I can hardly wait to read that because that's exactly what I need. Then I know, okay. I'm on to something here. Well, this is Marnie Swedberg visiting today with Beth Ann Owens of BethAnnOwens.com. We're going to come right back and talk about developing working cross-references and uncovering the secrets of social media. We'll be right back. A college diploma can double your income potential, but take three to five years, over $30,000 to acquire. If you have six hours, yep, just six hours, you can increase your earning potential, success rate, and delight in life. Check out the Success Principles Intensive Coach Certification Program today at womenspeakers.com. Even just one aha moment can change the direction of your life and future. Look into the Success Principles Intensive Coach Certification Program today at womenspeakers.com under the training tab. Christian Women's Events. At womensevents.info, you can find events to attend. Learn how to plan amazing events for your group or publicize your own upcoming Christian Women's Events. It's all available to you at womensevents.info. Just click your state to find all the major women's events coming to your area or type in the month and year you'd like to attend an event to see all your options nationwide. It's that easy. If you want to promote an event, just click Add Event. Event publicity is available on a per-event basis or free to members. Finally, If you want to learn how to host awesome events, retreats, and well-attended conferences, click Event Planner Training. Once again, it's available a la carte or included in the membership. It's all online and here for you 24-7 anytime you have time at womensevents.info. That's www.womensevents.info. 
Welcome back. This is Marnie Swedberg, and you are joining Marnie's friends on marketing training, how to create raving fans. We're talking today with our wonderful guest, Beth Ann Owens of BethAnnOwens.com. And we're talking about how to actually take actions that differentiate yourself from other people that help your um, your friends and followers recognize that there's something different and unique about you that makes it worth it for them to consider making a change or doing something different than they were doing yesterday before they knew about you. Let's, um, Beth, let's talk next about developing working cross-references and maybe start with a definition of that. Well, um, let me just jump over a page here. I snuck another point in between there when you weren't looking. So, <laughs> um, well, here, here we go with the food analogy again. All right, I think about, you know, my favorite little coffee shop. And um, when I was in that coffee shop, they referred me to this awesome little sandwich nook in a little part of town that's now my favorite place to take a friend for lunch. Well, when I go to that favorite little sandwich nook now, they are referring their customers back to that little coffee shop Mm -hmm. that knows what you want the moment you walk in the door. They are cross-referencing. They are sharing information with other people that they have some sort of business-type connection with. So they're referring. When you refer others, they in turn refer you. And that's what cross-referencing is, sending people in another direction for another purpose and them then sending them to you for um, your purpose. So making a connection with others, you know, in a similar industry as you is key. And that's pretty easy to do in this day and age with all of the sources of social media and, you know, just at our fingertips. Um, But once you create those connections, you then promote one another. You know, so for for a speaker, that might look like, um, you know, maybe you host blogs for one another. And I'll I'll let you, uh, you know, post some blogs on my site from you, and, and you'll do the same for me. Um, maybe I'll share, um, you know, each other's work in social media. Maybe I'll tag you and uh, not just tag you, but share something that you wrote or an event that's coming up um, on my Facebook pages or other forms of social media. Um, post those event dates for your friends and fellow speakers or writers or whatever other kind of ministry you happen to be in. And then, of course, um, you know, you would want them to do the same for you. But you have to, it has to be a win-win situation. Um, if we're only asking to, you know, do some shout-outs for us, but we're not doing them in return, they're going to stop doing it. And the word's going to spread fairly quickly that, all right, it's a, it's a give-give situation, but there's no get in return. Um, so that cross-referencing can really be a, a, a tool um, to to um, just uh, connect with other people that you have some things in common with and just really share um, that, you know, that tag, whether it's the speaker tag, the writer tag, the the ministry tag, the event leader tag, whatever that may be, and um, cross-reference for each other. Mm, Love that. We just recently at our retail store and restaurant are using – the book by the title Marketing from the Trenches, Your Guide to Retail Success, and that's really his partnership or cross-referencing is the key to it. That's by Rudolf 
Waldner, W-A-L-D-N-E-R. Really great little book. I think it's only like 100 pages long, but it's just fantastic. explains really how to do that successfully and why it matters. And what's interesting is that um, he goes into kind of detail about when you see advertisements, when your potential clients see advertisements, they have an auto turn off button. <laughs> Don't notice that. An advertisement. It's not for me. But when someone else, a friend of yours or a friend of theirs, uh, says pay attention to this person or pay attention to this offer, all of a sudden um, the shield is down and you have the opportunity to truly be promoted. And it's kind of an interesting phenomenon, but it's something that uh, we've been experimenting with in our businesses. And it was funny when we first started. So what we did is we found a partner business and we exchanged. So they handed out coupons for our business. We handed out coupons for their business, and we're still doing that now. Fantastic. Anyway, what's fun is when you hand someone a coupon in your store, let's say, or in your restaurant, they kind of half expect you to do that, like you said earlier, you know, what's over the top. You know, handing them a coupon to come back for savings on their next order, it's kind of anticipated. Um, That's something that people are kind of used to having done. But when you say, like when we hand out right now, we're doing a quilt shop exchange for our fabric department at the store, and when you say, has anybody given you a free gift over at the quilt shop downtown? <laughs> and they just look at you like, uh-huh. I'm in the quilt shop downtown. And then you're like, oh, yeah, no, no, honestly, this is really for the other quilt shop. So did anybody give you this? And they're like, what is it? And it totally changes the experience for them. They get excited right. about it because now they get something free from them. Well, that exact thing's happening over at the other store as well. And this can happen um, by intention, and that's kind of what that book trains you to do. But you're talking about being intentional about this instead of just hoping that people cross-reference you. You're actually going out and looking for those cross-references. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like that with the intentionality. That's a great point. Yeah, I really love the new womenspeakers.com um, house that we have over there, the platform that we have now. There's this wonderful thing, and if you guys have your own websites or ministries or whatever, businesses, this is kind of something to keep in mind. But over at womenspeakers.com, there's now a way to say to have a speaker who is registered. They can actually send an email to someone who's had them speak before and say, would you consider uh-huh. giving me a reference? Uh-huh. And, of course, leading LinkedIn has that, too. Uh, it's yes. just this amazing way to stay top of mind with previous hosts or whatever where they they weren't thinking about you today. They get your request to help them, and then they help you. And in response, of course, you want to be able to, if they've written a book or if they have a LinkedIn or whatever, you want to go back and reciprocate or else you can start by giving them a reference in the first place and then asking for one. So this kind of... Um, Developing the cross-references, it's it's very, um, what should I say, mod. It's very current uh, to do that, and it is totally acceptable, and in fact, people appreciate it because they really weren't thinking of you today. Um, But when you ask for their help, all of a sudden you're top of mind again. And because it's a win-win situation for them because they do love you and they do want to support you, um, it's it's really a happy moment instead of you just, you know, taking something away from them. Love exactly. It, love it, love it. So, yeah, did you have anything else to add on the cross-reference ones there? 
Well, not uh, not anything, um, not a point so much, but just with you talking about the women speaker site that um, a few women um, that I have met face-to-face that are also on that site, we have all cross-referenced for each other. Um, they have left mm-hmm. recommendations um, from a speaking mm-hmm. event that we were all at together. Um, even on my new site, I have um, some of the recommendations that they wrote on there, and then when you click on the recommendation from them, it takes you to their website. Um, right. It's just a really right. neat way to all work together and to just assist each other in this journey. That's so great. And then, of course, you know, too, when you're doing that, when you're linking back to their site, that actually increases your visibility in Google rankings um, because they like to see that you're not just all about yourself, that you actually do have outbound links, that you're actually supporting other people, and you actually get credit right. in the, you know, in the uh, registries for doing that kind of thing. So once again, you know, who doesn't very, like that? <laughs> I know, right? And you know, of course, that's what God says all the time. God is always teaching us this from the very beginning: is that we're to encourage one another and to build each other up and to support one another and to bear one another's burdens and all that. So I mean, it's just such a it's just such a practical way to put that into practice. Well, let's talk for a couple minutes about social media because once again, here yeah. there is the opportunity to take uh, take your influence to a different level. Yeah, you know, it's it's not a secret. You know, I, I wrote on my notes, uncover the secrets of social media, but the fact is, is they are not secrets. Um, there There's no excuse with the time that we live in um, for not having ourselves out there in some way, shape, or form. Um, there is access at every turn and much of it. So just a, just a few things, and again, these are not um, – these aren't going to be surprises to anybody because they are, um, we know about these things. Um, but when I think about YouTube, and um, I know for me initially, I was really afraid of YouTube. And I'm like, I don't want myself to be on YouTube. Um, but I have since changed my mind about that. And, and if you don't have something already recorded that you can take a piece of, and I, I, do, rec- I do recommend a piece. You don't want to give away your whole uh, talk or your whole message, or your whole topic, give away a little bit of a chunk. Even if you don't have something recorded, stage it. Stage it in your basement. Stage it at a local church or, you know, your own church. Get permission to use the building. Um, if you have to put, you know, heads on the backs of popsicle sticks to make it look like you have a full audience, that's okay. <laughs> but stage that you know, stage that talk that you're going to give or that you want to give and get it on YouTube. People want to hear the sound of your voice. And that might sound really strange, um, but they want to hear what you sound like. And that in and of itself can convince someone to either be swayed in your direction or swayed away from your direction. Um, So if you you don't have a YouTube uh, video clip out there or two, make one. Um, Blogging, again, we kind of talked about this with the write yourself in. Um, your day is unique to you, and share it. Um, It doesn't mean that every single blog will get read. It doesn't mean that everyone will be fantastic. But somewhere along the way, you're going to put something in writing that really does catch someone's eye. Um, One of the big ones for me is is that website. There are so many good resources out there. Many of them are free and they're just so user-friendly. In fact, the, the new website that I um, shared with you today was so user-friendly. It was put together in five days. 
Um, it was absolutely the one of the easiest things online that I have done in a really long time. Um, no excuse to not have a website. People want to be able to see what you have to offer. Um, those audio recordings, those podcasts, like I was talking about with John Eldridge, um, I haven't dabbled in those yet, but they are on my list of things to do this year. And, I, and again, I think it's a, a way to get your voice out there and for people to hear um, from a little bit deeper inside of you than the written word. Um, and then there's a lot of little, I, I don't want to call them little, I apologize, uh, there's a lot of other, um, you know, Twitter, LinkedIn, of course, Facebook. You've got Instagram, and that list probably goes on even beyond my scope of knowledge. Um, now, I don't necessarily recommend that you do every single one of these things, but have your information out there in an accessible way in a few different ways. And then the, the key to all of that is to link those together. Whatever, whatever types of social media you do choose, make sure that you can get from your Facebook page to your website to your blog to your YouTube so that it all circles together. Um, but in doing that, be very direct, be very impactful. Um, most people are not going to read a page and a half of information. And as much as we'd like to think differently, most people don't want to know that much about you. They want to know, just enough <laughs> about you. I love it. Such great, such great advice. I was thinking about earlier today. Um, right now, we're in the final steps of, of booking for the Bible Study Expo coming up, and I was trying to reach. Uh, someone had suggested a Bible study author, and I was trying to find contact information online. I finally had to give up, Beth. I could not ever find a contact number, a contact tab, a contact email, a contact publisher. There was no way to get a hold. I know. And like you said, there's really not any excuse for that unless you truly don't want people to find you. Then, okay. (laughs) (laughs) That's different because it will be successful. But honestly, it's just not that hard now to to, um, get on. And if you want people to find you, one of the most important things are your LinkedIn, your Facebook, your Google+, your YouTube accounts. Those are going to typically come up first when someone does a search for you, unless you have a fairly large personal website. That's exactly what they were searching for. So really important. A couple other things that you mentioned that I wanted to talk about, the website platforms, and um, this, this has come such a long way, you guys. Now, like, Places like WordPress or Weebly or these different kind of host sites, they offer you $25,000 worth of programming expertise for free. You just go over there and you register for free. And if you were to have paid somebody for that, you would have paid in the tens of thousands of dollars to have somebody do for you what they're offering for you free. So we live in such an amazing time. I mean, through the years, Beth, I've always had people, I've always had to pay people to do these kind of things for for me, for the sites, you know, because I started way back when I could still get my first name. <laughs> right. <laughs> so how long ago I started. But honestly, you had to pay. And now here, you can just go over to these places and it's all free. It's all just plug-ins. Yeah. And you can even hire an outsourcer for 10 or $20 an hour to actually put it together for you very quickly, yeah. like you said. 
You know, it, it, we really live in amazing times this way. Well, this is Marty Swedberg, our guest today, Beth Ann Owens of BethAnnOwens.com, is going to come back and we're going to talk about engaging your clients' superpowers. Can't wait to hear that, as well as challenging your followers. We'll be right back. Online training, instant access, increase your skills in the minutes you have. Right now at womenspeakers.com, you can take it to the next level with online training including specific instructions, tips, and strategies to increase your knowledge, skill sets, and earning potential as an author, speaker, media guest, manager, women's ministry leader, or event planner. Pick your area of interest and get going today. The training sets at womenspeakers.com include over 24 modules, each 60 minutes long, focusing on practical, doable, and easy-to-implement next steps in your particular field of interest. You can purchase each set individually or join to gain instant and ongoing access to them all for one low price. Get online training today at womenspeakers.com. That's www.womenspeakers.com. Money troubles got you down? Visit www.godlywealth.com to discover the fastest way to financial peace. You'll gain perspective, biblical training, and clear direction to help you move from terrified to triumphant. It's all free and available to you online at www.godlywealth.com. Not only will you learn a balanced, godly perspective about money, but you'll also enjoy scripture set to music, a wealth roster worksheet, and much more, all free and online at www.godlywealth.com. That's www.godlywealth.com. Welcome back. This is Marnie, and we're coming in for the for the home base here with our guest today, Beth Owens of BethAnnOwens.com, talking about how to create raving fans. And Beth, let's talk about. I love this. You want us to engage our clients' superpowers. So tell us how Well, I uh, I saw a meme recently on Facebook that said, I'm a teacher, what's your superpower? And of course I fell in love with that because I am a teacher by trade. And um, that is my superpower. Now, your superpower is probably going to be something different, although I'm sure there's many other people out there that can relate to the teaching superpower. But see, I use that superpower as something else that I have experience with. You know, I have some knowledge and I have some background and I use that. I use it to encourage my listeners and I help them find their own superpower. So in in teaching, in teaching within my stories, it gives me that competitive edge. But when I then take um, my superpower and I teach them something about themselves, um, they can then become equipped to find their own superpower. And sometimes we help people find that by um, helping them with a need um, offering them some type of solution to a problem, maybe filling a void, um, giving them the connection to be able to find out what their superpower is and to use that alongside, uh, right along with enduring, it, whether it's in our writing, whether it's in our speaking, to use that superpower to engage the other person to have the opportunity to use theirs. Um, an example of that would be um, last August at um, a women's event, um, we offered opportunity for women to lead a small group 
or to become a part of a small group. Before they even left the event that day, they had the opportunity to learn more about that. And several women came forward um, after another lady had shared about the power of small groups. And several women came forward and said, I'm interested in leading a group. And they had never thought about, you know, leading a group before. And they didn't think that they had what it took. But because we engaged their superpower of, you know what, I can do this. I do have the ability. I do have people to support me and back me up and actually give me the tools to lead this group. And because of that, there are now, I believe, seven um, successful small women's groups around our our area, um, all from one speaking event because we engage them in a superpower that otherwise they may not have ever (laughs) dared to take. I love that. I was trying to think, what's my superpower? And I think it might be, <laughs> it might be indomitable faith that I just have mm-hmm. this. I just have mm-hmm. so much faith and I just can't wait to share it. And I think that I've seen that that faith um, does free other people to have more faith than they did coming in. So I love that. You guys need to be thinking about what's your superpower and how can you Good. how can you Good. use that in a way that frees others to employ their superpowers. That's awesome. Okay, and how do we challenge our followers? Well, that's where we inspire them to take an action. And I, and I shared a little bit of that just now with the small groups and to take an action to either lead or to uh, become a part of something. Um, we don't want to leave our listeners wondering, well, now what do I do? Okay, that was a great talk. But now what? Inspire them to do something, to take some kind of action. Um, Kind of a a prerequisite, that's not the right word, but I'm going with it for the moment. So the story that I just told you about the small groups was this. Um, At the end of um, uh, my speaking at that same event, um, I had put in the swag bags that we gave the women a small picture of a suitcase um, just printed on paper, and inside the suitcase were words written, uh, words like worthless, mistreated, abused, rejected. And my whole story was about basically the lies that Satan has told us our whole life, that we as women carry, we carry that baggage with us wherever we go. So I had the women take that out, identify with any of those words that they had those lies that they had believed about themselves, just circle them, cross them out, whatever they needed to do. And then just as we were closing, I had the women take that same piece of paper, crumble it in their hands and bring it to the stage, throw it on the stage in an act of, I am giving this to the one and only who can actually carry this baggage for me. And as an Mm -hmm. act of laying it at God's feet and leaving it there at God's feet. So, Prior to the, you know, getting involved with a small group, I, I challenged them to do something kind of big and to give something up that they needed to be able to let go. Um, most of the time, if we challenge our listeners, if we challenge our readers, and they do feel empowered by that, they are very likely to come back and want to hear you again, to want to read uh, your work at another point in time. Huge difference. There's a huge difference from hearing somebody speak and from having something change your life. <laughs> you know, yeah, so that's I think that's kind of the difference there. Yeah. You know, we are almost out of time. Beth, and I want to make sure that we get to these five secret success-stealing sicknesses that we can identify and avoid. So 
why don't you just go ahead and take us through those? I will, and I will do it very quickly, Marnie. And I will say that the um, I, uh, on my website there is a place where you can download this information for free right now. So if anybody's interested, head there, play around, you'll find it. Um, so the first okay. five, uh, the first success feeling sickness is the it's all about me noma. You know those nomas, they're not fun. <laughs> The fact is, it is not all about you. And, yes, we can say, I'm a speaker, I'm a writer, I'm a this, I'm a that. Um, but the truth is, it's not about us at all. Um, if you look at your where you are at on social media, um, is the focus on you or is it on other people and what you can offer them? Yes, here I am, but this is what I can do for you, and this is the solution I can solve. This is the hope that I can give. This is the connection that I can give for you. So it's not all about ourselves. Um, the second one is that it's got to be perfect-itis, uh, scratching the itch of perfection. Um, I, I uh, practiced the last speaking engagement I had. I practiced it over and over and over and over. I wanted it word for word. I had myself on video. I beat myself up when I didn't have a word in place. And what I realized the moment I stepped out on that stage, it didn't need to be perfect. It just needed to come from my heart. And I needed to let right. the Holy Spirit work through me and allow me to pick up on the feed from the audience and connect with mm -hmm. them in that moment. Because the truth Love is, it. the next time that I gave that same talk, it was completely different because <laughs> of that feed from your audience. And it, it's not ever going to be perfect. It needs to be fitting for that experience. Mm -hmm. Love it. Um, the third thing is the throw-in-the-towel disease. It is exactly <laughs> what it sounds like. Too many people give up too soon. We try to put ourselves out there. We don't always get, you know, our uh, big dream speaking engagement. We don't, maybe we don't sell that book. Um, but the only surefire way to keep those dreams from coming true is simply to quit. And I just really want to encourage um, other speakers and other women and uh, ministry leaders, whatever it might be, don't quit. Continue to try to get yourself out there. Um, mm. That is, awesome. you know, quitting is, like, that's the end. <laughs> um, number four. Left. <laughs> okay. Number four is that I'm not in customer service. We are. We're there to serve the customer. And the last mm. one is um, that it's all about that ad, and that just was reinforced with the social media. Get out there. Um, above and beyond those ads that, you know, we hang in our local library. So that's about it, Marnie. Oh, fantastic. Well, this is Marnie Sledberg. We've been visiting today with Beth Owens of BethAnnOwens.com and ourselves, BethAnnOwens.com. want to make sure you go over and check out her website. Beth, thanks so much for being here. Thank you for having me, Marnie. It was my pleasure. And you guys, thank you for being here. Can't have a show without listeners. Always so grateful that so many of you show up live here at Blog Talk Radio on Wednesday afternoons. And for those of you who listen around the web and at iTunes and in the archives later, welcome to you. Thanks so much for your support and your love. And uh, let us know uh, if you have a great guest for us to interview. We'd love to hear about that. Talk to you next time. Bye-bye.